Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. Looking forward to covering plenty of territory in the next 10 to 15 minutes or so. Bernie Hewitt will join us very shortly to discuss not only tonight's Bathurst card of racing, but he's also really winding his team up towards some feature races over the coming weeks and months. He'll head to Redcliffe on Saturday night with one of his stable stars, Jewel Melody, and the Redcliffe Oaks. And it will also be great to get an update on Rip as we're starting to have this Tabureka puzzle uh, come together. Rip is still a horse who's certainly on everybody's minds, but we haven't seen him in a little while so an update with Bernie shortly uh, will certainly clear that picture up a little we had Menangle race yesterday Blake Fitzpatrick won the first two races on the card Cam Hart also was able to bring home a double at Wagga last night Peter McRae and Blake Jones both uh, winning two apiece and Barani we talked to Blake Mickliffe on Monday morning's edition, this might be a horse to follow, was able to sit outside the speed and prove too good, making it two from two since arriving from New Zealand. Looks to have a bright future uh, when it comes to here in New South Wales. We also have a trialling session underway at Menangle as we speak. Uh, the first of the trials already run and won, and my ultimate Ronnie, a Tabureka runner, and also a horse looking forward to Queensland, was successful in the opening trial for Jared Elchin and Cam Hart, rating 152-1. and one. Uh, The time wasn't over quick through the first 1,200, but he was able to rip up the home straight in 26-3. and three. He'll either head to a race next Saturday night, or he might head straight to the rising sun in just over a fortnight's time from now so he was back at the trials for his second week in a row my ultimate Ronnie uh, that trialing session of eight presently underway an intriguing trot trial a little later on as well also with Hurricane Hill and Doffia Cup another two runners from the Jared Elchin stable stepping out there once more as I mentioned we head to Bathurst tonight it's an earlier start again with State of Origin 425 kickoff uh, the meeting will be run and won by 750 and as is always the case Bernie Hewitt has a really strong team, big numbers heading to Bathurst tonight. In fact, he's going to have a very busy few days with engagements at Bathurst tonight, Young on Friday, Albion Park also on Friday night, and Redcliffe and Menangle on Saturday night as well. Bernie, as I say good morning to you, it must be a real juggling act at the moment. You've got horses here, there and everywhere, but he's hoping it pays off with some good success over this winter period. Yeah, morning, uh, Britt. Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty busy at at the moment, it's, uh, we've got sort of plenty of horses in work and, um, yeah, at the moment they're racing a bit everywhere. We've got Young and um, Dubbo also on Friday, so we've got a, a busy little schedule. <laughs> no doubt about that. Let's kick off with your runners tonight at Bathurst. You're duly represented in the opener with Lara Tiara and Rocky Lee. You're driving Rocky Lee, a last start winner. He was able to get the job done first up for your stable and did it quite well there at Penrith. He might be a horse who can go on and do a job. Yeah, Britt, um, he's been racing locally uh, uh, with Paul Jenkins and Paul's uh, retiring, so um, we purchased the horse and um, he's always been a nice handy horse and um, hopefully just, you know, training in the biggest stable with plenty of plenty of horses to work with might just sort of switch him on a bit and, um, yeah, been pretty happy with, with his work since we've, we've had him. Who's the better chance of the two in the opener? Lara Tiara is a, a consistent horse and she also has a barrier draw advantage. Um, probably um, she relies more on... Been, uh, you know, 
honest pace on in a race and she runs on. So um, just where she's drawn, she's probably drawn to tuck in and just hope for that to happen. I thought Rocky Lee's probably the better chance of the two tonight. Okay, that's race number one. We move across to race number two. Again, you're duly represented here and two second line draws, unfortunately, with Logan Dream and Aurora Joy. But uh, Logan Dream is first up from an extended break and Aurora Joy, it must have been nice to get her back into the winner's circle once more on uh, two starts ago where she was able to get the job done. She's always shown some ability, this filly. In fact, she was a feature race winner at two. So it must be nice to see her getting back towards somewhat of her best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she had a few shoulder problems. Um, sent her up to Queensland early last year and she won a heat and final a feature early in the season up there. Um, been a Q-bred. She's uh, due to go back north soon. Um, she seems to be really starting to hit her straps now and um, and hopefully all those problems are behind her. Um, Logan Dream's first up for a fair while, so she's uh, drawn nice and soft on the fence. So she... She'll, uh, she'll run a, a good race, but uh, whether she'll be fit enough to really sort of feature is another, another question, really. You've then got a few roughies in the next few races. Better Jewel, Ian Marquez and Winona Ryder. They've both got kind, or they've all got kind enough draws. Can you give a push for uh, any of those three at big odds? Um, it's a little bit hard, really. Um, better Jewel's sort of uh, got a better draw tonight, and uh, she's up against a dollar sixty favourite, so it's going to be hard to sort of get her into the money. I think uh, Marquez is a bit of a, an enigma. He's um, he's drawn good, but just can't seem to get him to, to fire like he can run. Um, and Winona Ryder, you know, she was a victim of the the rating system. She won about seven straight there early last year, or even the year before as a three-year-old. And she just sort of, um, you know, has been way too high in grade. So she's getting back to where. Um, she's, she's um, you know, might be competitive. So um, I'm hoping she's probably the best of the those three that, you know, might be able to run into the money. All right, that's race five. Number three, Winona Ryder is a mare with a, a very nice overall record and she does look well-placed in that contest. Two runners in race number six, Shifty, Nicolosi and Head Noise. This, despite being an up to 47 rated race, looks quite strong on paper. Uh, either of your chances in race number six winning ones? I, I doubt it, um, Brett. They're sort of not stars and um, they're, just, they're just making, um, going around sort of trying to, trying to race them into a bit of form as well. Um, so I'm just, uh, yeah, trying to find the right type of races for them. Over to the last few races, and these look strong chances. Cash Tin and Always at the Beach. We'll start off with Cash Tin. Uh, comes into this off the back of a, a debut effort last time out when well beaten, but what did you make of that run? Yeah, I was quite happy with him. Um, he's had um, more trials and feeds, this fellow, and he's actually out of a mare that my daughter Gemma's um, bred a, a few nice ones out of up in Queensland there, so um, cashed up and... Um, the other guy that she's got a good horse, so he's he's come along nicely. I think it'll take him a while to really put, you know, to really learn how to race. He's been a slow learner, but um, been happy with his progress over the last month. So um, I think he's a chance tonight. And is he better suited to one, the shorter trip? Sorry, Bernie. Is he better suited to the shorter trip? Cashed in at this point in his career. Um, quite possibly. Um, he's 
he, he seems quite strong, so um, it's just a matter of getting that all to, to fall into place for him, and he seems to be working well at home, and I was happy with his first up effort. So, um, you know, I think uh, natural improvement will, will, will make him sort of really competitive tonight. And what about always at the beach in the last? Draws middle of the row. On paper, your major threat looks to be Tedrick Brady, who's drawn to you direct inside, but it's not the, the strongest race ever. So uh, can this filly show an improved effort? She hasn't been too far away from Tricky Gates to date. That's right, yeah. She hasn't been drawing well and um, been happy with her progress this uh, preparation. Uh, big lean filly, and, and she's going to head to the paddock either after this run or maybe one more, but... Um, being happy with the progress she's a type that says she needs another six months under her belt so she'll go to the paddock and then uh, and come back in then after that but um, I think she will be competitive tonight yeah excellent stuff well that's Bathurst this evening eight races there and looks as though early on in the card and maybe in the latter stages look the best chances for the stable just on Redcliffe on Saturday night you'll head there uh, with your star filly Jewel Melody uh, she's come up with a pretty ordinary draw though Bernie but I saw her go around at the trials last week and she was able to trial in very smart fashion and, and good time as well she's such a big robust filly you would think maybe Redcliffe's not necessarily her uh, most favoured style of circuit but to the eye she looked to handle it okay what was the report back? Yeah, she just, um, uh, Jem said that she just went to the track and was just really relaxed and um, she raced that way. She went out uh, like it was a, a Sunday morning jog and it took a while to st- for Brendan to stir her up and um, she actually got rounded up mid-race, um, you know, and another horse went to the front, but then she um, she knuckled down and, and then um, went out and won the trial. Um, she's since had, you know, the block eyes put back on her to sharpen her up and um, she won a lot of her feature races last year when she was sort of closed up a bit. So um, I think she'll strip a lot fitter. Um, the report was she worked really good this week. And, um, yeah, so hopefully all, everything goes good. It's, it's an awkward draw, but um, she's quite strong and, um, you know, I think she'll run a big race. She's had some great battles with Peaceful uh, over this season so far and uh, they've both managed to get a win over each other along the way. Peaceful comes up with the inside gate, but probably looking at her uh, overall uh, record and also just her action, maybe she's not best suited to to Redcliffe either. Do you concede that maybe you'll have to sit outside her on Saturday evening or do you really force the issue? Um, Look, um, I'm going to leave it to Brendan, but um, I'm pretty sure she'll be going forward and uh, peaceful. Having plenty enough gate speed to, to lead, and um, you know whether Luke uh, would be interested in taking a drop, I really don't know. But um, you know, <clears throat> more than likely going to have to sit outside. And um, you know, say, like you said, she probably touches a knee a bit. The other filly too, so it might um, it might make it a little bit difficult on that you know, tighter turning track. But um, yeah, it should be another good duel. Yeah, absolutely. They've had a, a few real rippers over the last few months and it looks as though uh, much the same there on Saturday night. That's the $50,000 Group 3 Tab Redcliffe Oaks race number seven on the card. Who else will head north over the next uh, few weeks and months? Bernie, I would assume you've got a few Q-bred youngsters that you're keen to, to head north with, but is Jewel Melody the, the main flag bearer at this stage? Yeah, she is, Britt. Um Jill Melody's um, the number one, and I've already got a couple of tier-off fillies up there. 
um, under Gemma's care until I get there. And then there's um, also the one that's racing tonight. Um, I'm just trying to think of her name. Um, she's going to head up for the, the three-year-old um, three-year-old races as well. Um, and also then we've got um, my mate Cog, who's hitting a fair bit of form. So we, we're looking at getting him up there, plus a few others that are on their way up, Promising and Laurie D and a few of those. So there's a few there to take up, although we appreciate how strong it's going to be. We might be able to find races for him that, to, uh, to get him over the line. When it comes to the filly, are there races that you've got pencilled in? Is there any chance Jewel Melody would go towards a race like the Rising Sun? Or are you happy to keep her against the fillies at this point in time in uh, after Saturday night races like the South East Oaks and the Queensland Oaks? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it was an old saying that you should keep your, your, yourself in the best company and your horses in the worst. Well, I think that's the case for a three-year-old filly, not to sort of bite off more than you can chew. So I think she's better off just having this season racing, you know, against her own sex. Um, as a four-year-old, when she fully furnishes, you know, I think there's plenty of time then on to, to take on some of the boys uh, for the better money. So personally, I, I'm pretty sure I'll just keep her with the, with the fillies at this stage. Yeah, it's a pretty tough rising sun as well, isn't it? With the likes of Leap to Fame heading in that direction, you've struck a very strong year and she's, of course, eligible for it next year as well. And four-year-old mares do have a great record in the rising sun. And before we let you go, Bernie, an update on Rip. Is there a chance that he'll be back in time for the Eureka? How's he progressing after uh, that little mishap? Um, yeah, he, he's had about three or four weeks on the walker um, up at the Spelling Farm and he's been back here about three weeks now and He's, uh, he's still jogging, but he's ready to start having a bit of pace work now, um, showing no ill effects from the injury. Um, everything's coming along like clockwork, so um, he looks terrific and um, feeling really well. So once he starts doing a bit of pace work, he'll, um, he'll soon be pretty fit. So um, as I say, it's, it's sort of late June now, so I, I'd imagine another sort of month or six weeks he'll be starting to get really, uh, really fit. So... Um, Hopefully everything keeps going well. Excellent stuff. Well, a really positive update there with Rip uh, after that little issue that he uh, came up with a few months ago. I appreciate your time this morning, Bernie. I know it must be uh, a very hectic period at the present time. So we thank you for making the time for us. Best of luck tonight at Bathurst and, in fact, at several cards of racing over the next few days and particularly when you head north to Queensland for a few of the bigger races. Thanks for your time once more. Thanks, Bert. No worries. Bernie Hewitt joining us this morning, as always, uh, really giving with his time. And uh, tonight at Bathurst, the stable will head with a lot of key chances. But Jewel Melody uh, is the flag bearer when it comes to feature racing this weekend when she tackles the 2023 Tab Redcliffe Oaks, looking for another feature to add to uh, her bag of them already. She's earned in excess of $360,000. She was a four-time Group 1 winner as a two-year-old and she's run some great races so far this season as well, not seen since she was third in the Breeders' Classic back on the 20th of May. That's on the pace for this Wednesday morning. We'll be back tomorrow, but just a reminder, an earlier start tonight for the Bathurst card of racing. Uh, that eight-race card will get underway at 4.25, so make sure you tune in for the opener there. We'll be back tomorrow to recap all of that and look forward to uh, plenty more of the weekend's racing action. And we've also got Tamworth and Penrith racing tomorrow.